and thanks for listening in. Welcome to Leading Well, where we get to know leaders and how they make it happen. I'm your host, Tim Davis. And I'm his co-host, Alyssa. Yeah, and let's welcome our guest today, Leslie. Leslie, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so why don't you give us maybe your last name and what your role is these days. Okay, well, my name is Leslie Garcia, also known as Leslie Quevedo. I currently work for the Neighborhood Family Councils with Seabell, and I also work for the Marin and Polk Early Learning Hub. Okay, Seabell is short for? Yes, uh, Community Business and Educational Leaders. There you go. All righty. So let's jump back into childhood, maybe somewhere. What, uh, what, where'd you grow up? What'd that look like? So I love it that we start here because it really brings me back to my roots. It just humbles me. Um, so really just going back, um, I was born in Mexico, and I feel like I need to mention that because I think a lot of folks that are my age were. Um, and so I was brought here when I was really young. I was um, in first grade. Mm. And I had just started first grade, and it was just a big transition for me. Um, but I want to start it there because because of that, it affected a lot of my um, of my life growing up. Um, I in high school, I was really involved. I volunteered a lot. I did uh, apprenticeships, like for example, I worked at the Boys and Girls Club for a while. Um, I'm a Knudsen girl. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, folks from Boys and Girls Club will know that, and. Um, yeah, I just, I continued to face boundaries, uh, growing up and it was, it was very challenging. It suppressed me a lot too, just my emotions and everything. Um, so I, I did a lot of things in high school apart from volunteering. I, um, I tried to be strategic in getting as much like, uh, community like just uh, college credits as yeah. many as I could get because I knew that I would run into issues when I was trying to go you know into universities or mm -hmm. colleges and so it was really challenging for me because I just continued to face a lot of things like for example I did um, I did college classes during the summer just as many as I could get in my belt and you know there were some that you know they offered um, an incentive for doing and I just could never get any of that because of my legal status mm. and so it was just super challenging and I just feel like it's important for me to showcase this because I'm just you know I I, I just feel like I am a representation of those hardships mm. that some of some of us that were born in Mexico and brought here young um, that we're facing now and day or faced and so yeah so I'm a DACA girl um, you know, seem to change things to my husband. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it's just something that I faced constantly, even going into college um, or university, which was my my deal. Um, I wanted to go into being a, um, a physical therapist. So I was, you know, I, I was ambitious. <laughs> That's good. I have always been. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so I did as many college credits as I could in high school. And then, you know, I just continued to face walls. And I ended up getting into sales, believe it or not. Okay. Um, so it was a big difference. And, I mean, you know me. You know how I am. Mm -hmm. And I did really good in sales. Um, but it was, you know, it was the time that I needed a change. And I started my family. And um, I had twins. I don't know if you know that about me, there but I go. have twins. They're six-year-old uh, twins at the moment. And so 
Um, I think that was the best thing that could have happened to me. I just needed that. I needed to have something where I felt like I belonged. And being a mom is just, it's just been incredible. It's an incredible journey. And then also like just how I tie it in with the work that I do. Mm. Um, so that's why I really want to, I really want to bring our attention sometime to kinder readiness. It's just, you know, something that is in my mind and that is in my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because your kids just finished being kinders, right? So there you go. Yeah, yeah. they're in kindergarten right now. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so you have a husband and two kids, yeah, yeah, holding that down, and uh, you have kind of two roles in the in the community right now, yeah. Which I, I know, you know, we're we're on a couple different teams together, so I know that uh, you're a busy gal doing good things, and that's pretty cool. So, what about uh, if you have? I, I know that uh, having twin young ones is a busy time, but if you had a weekend or a whole evening, like what would you and your husband like doing? What's a hobby that you enjoy? My poor husband and I, we hardly ever have any time alone, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, something that, you know, my husband and I, we're just really invested in learning new things. Um, And then, of course, we love movie nights, although we do it with our kids. (laughs) Um, You know, it's funny because, you know, when when your kiddos are young, I feel like all we think about is family time. (laughs) Right. So I find myself just thinking about family family activities. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. I think that's sweet, though. You know, that you're, you know, you. It's not like if you have a week and away, we're gonna get the heck out of there or something. You know, it's, I think it's sweet that you think of your kids and your family. I think that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah. So maybe uh, touch on some of the things that is taking up the, the most amount of your work time, or at least energy and focus right now. So. Yeah. Okay. So um, maybe I'll start with the Marina Early Learning Hub. Um, I'm doing a couple things in there. Uh, We do, well, I do anything that has to do with kinder readiness. (laughs) And so um, really kinder readiness is just how I communicate this with parents to really understand that it's really important to get their children ready for kindergarten. Um, Mm. And sadly, a lot of parents do not know this. And, uh, you know, I think it's very, it's very normal that we don't know this. Um, and so there's just an overwhelming amount of evidence that shows us that investing in children when they are young will give us a better outcome as they, as they, you know, as they grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, but, you know, for anyone looking at budget things, it's just a lot less expensive as well um, and much more effective. Um, and something that I tell parents is just really how important it is to get their children to be um, you know, just comfortable, um, mm. feeling like they are confident will really drive that child to do really well in school. Yeah. And a lot of parents sometimes think it's overwhelming, but it's really not. Um, you know, it's it's just a small amount of preparation that this child needs. Um, and it's just crazy because when you look at a child's brain from zero to five, it's like that child is building that foundation. Mm-hmm. So think about it like that foundation that is going to le- uh, teach them how to learn. And that's that's a little weird to think about because, you know, we're, we're used to thinking about how you're teaching a child. But when they are at this age, they are just, you know, honestly, like a sponge. They're just absorbing everything incredibly. Um, and so it's really at this at this time that, you know, parents can take advantage of that and really just teach their children like fundamental stuff, but also um that part that I was mentioning of making them feel comfortable. Like it just takes them to a whole nother level to when they start kindergarten. Um, Mm. And it's crazy because, you know, when we think about kindergarten, we automatically think about when we went to kindergarten. But a lot of parents don't understand that kindergarten has drastically changed. 
Like, my goodness. Um, you know, we when we went to kindergarten, it was really like that stepstone to, like, you know, detach from your parents um, to build that social um, connection, like social skills with, like, other peers, you know. And nowadays, it's not that. It's, it's school. You know, it's entirely school. Think about it like when you were in first grade or second grade. That's that's very similar to what you're seeing now as, mm. as a kindergarten mm. um, classroom. And so... It's just really like educating parents and letting them know uh, about those changes. Um, just really bringing that awareness that is making a huge difference for families. Yeah, I mean, it's huge, especially like you're saying, they're learning, like or they're setting the foundation for the way that they're going to be learning in the future and, you know, the next whatever 12 years of school, right? And so you think of how it's you're learning to read because then you like need to read to learn. And so it's like that t- type of thing you need to learn how to do the things you're going to utilize for the next dozen or more years and so it's like the statistic of i think third grade is where there's like this like point where they can pretty much statistically see like how difficult it's going to be for that person to succeed like educationally in the american school system and it's like because you got to learn the foundation and that foundation is super important and a lot of that comes from the parents a lot of it comes from the teachers i think you're touching on a very true point so correct and it's you're right on point so it's it's funny because um you know the first day when children start kindergarten you know, those teachers are really going to assess these um, students coming in. And right from the beginning, they're going to notice a big difference in their in their skills. Um, and so I put it in perspective to parents this way, that all children starting kindergarten are, you know, between either five or six year old. But they are there are some children that are performing at a three year skill level. Mm. Some of them are performing at an eight year skill level. And so those differences really make a big impact on those children. Um, And so it really does help us also predict where that child will be at, you know, years later. Um, It it really sets like that foot for their future, like entire future, um, you know, school career, Mm -hmm. you could say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's other data and all that as far as um, even incarceration percentages and those types of things, right? If if you're not getting to a reading level. You know, says, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What, uh, what is some of the things you're doing in the community around this? I know you guys had a big event just recently. Right? Yes. Um, so, I, I mainly focus on this curriculum that we offer to parents called Ready for Kindergarten. And this program, my goodness, it's just incredible. Uh, families receive tools that they can get you know, they, they take home and they practice with their children, um, you know, of course, using the philosophy of promoting fun learning, because that's what we want to see. We want to see families just building um, that relationship with their children. Um, but yes, this brings us to Kinderfest. So this is an event that I just had this Saturday, um, and it's, it's just something that truly humbles me. Um, and then just to kind of bring it back to how Kinderfest started, it's just, you know, so Kinderfest was not here in Salem or in Kaiser, none of this area, but it was mainly in the Sanium, Sanium Canyon area. And so we brought, um, you know, the school districts over there to register children for kindergarten. Uh, we saw, you know, Unfortunately, we saw a couple of children uh, last school year that, you know, they, they never registered for kindergarten or they came in, you know, to kindergarten a few days late. <laughs> and so that's, you know, the sign that we are getting that a lot of families, because imagine if they are not signed up for kindergarten, it is likely that those children did not go through Head Start or they didn't do any preparation or very minimal. So we don't want to see, um, you know, we don't want to have these 
children falling in through the cracks. Um, and so we had 30 partners. It was just an incredible event. And for us personally, it was just very humbling, uh, very humbling to be able to bring it to this community. Um, and then, of course, like, it's just the the um, the partners that we had. It's just incredible. It's just incredible that they brought, you know, the resources and that they, um, yeah, that they honestly participated in this because it's, it's, it, this was our first Kinderfest. Uh, we're hoping that we can do this annually, but it's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to see those, like you said, those community partners and stuff coming around this because you hear a lot about investing in youth because they're going to be our doctors, our lawyers, our police officers, our are everything right our grocery clerks was like all these people we want to invest in them so they grow up better in the same way it's not just when they're 13 that you need to invest in them it's focusing as early as you can right so like you said building that foundation really early i think it's inspiring yeah yeah what uh what would you say some one maybe one or two of the bigger challenges you, you face you know when it comes to to reaching your goals or you know reaching mm-hmm. the, the population you're trying to i think a lot of um you know, the stigma that I find is just that parents think that their children are too young to start learning. Mm. And, you know, it's almost like um, I think we're just not understanding how much children are actually learning at this age. And so I tell parents that, you know, it's very common that your children will, will obviously not be telling you what you're teaching them. But it doesn't mean that they are, they are not um you know, keeping it in their brain and their hard drive. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I think that's like the main challenge that I'm finding. Of course, it also has to do with like the resources that families have um, that if they just have never heard about kinder readiness overall. Yeah. Yeah. And that's some of the hurdles that have been lowered quite a bit as far as uh, uh, fees to do that. There's lots of uh, options to have your kid in kindergarten for no cost and, and that type of stuff. So finding ways to lower those hurdles. Uh, for folks is important absolutely and then also like considering like how um of course there's preschools and head starts but some of them you know families do have to pay out of pocket and Mm -hmm. it would just be ideal that all children could just have an opportunity to go through preschool and head start because that's really like what our kinder what our kindergarten was you know in our time Mm, yeah that's good i like how uh she continues to say our time, right? Which yes. It's more uh, your time yeah. and, and her time. Yeah. <laughs> my, my time's about a half or three quarters of a yeah. generation ahead of that. No. No, I think, well, I think, <laughs> but I appreciate her <laughs> kindness, right? Yes, yeah, our time, yeah. Our time. Well, you think of, you know, I, I recently had a conversation with someone about how technology's changed so much. And I think me, I'm, I'm 24, right? And so much technology changed like so fast all the time. Like every year, there's new stuff coming out. And I think of how it was just, you know, whatever, 20 years ago that I was entering kindergarten and thinking of how technology has evolved. You and you can imagine that mm-hmm. school has evolved different like learning styles have evolved like it has to be different in the same way like you're saying when you maybe it was a different for you as well as the development and stuff it's like it's got to be different you know so you can't expect it to be just like just like you you know mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely and i think it's also just important to put it in perspective uh for families to really understand so any of your families listening <laughs> invest in kinder readiness <laughs> yeah no dan to our listeners listen i hope you're catching the fact that uh, if we put in energy now, uh, it, it helps long term, right? I mean, that's a massive oversimplification of, of what we know about the data, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. but it's incredibly important, you know? You want to give so. them the tools that they need to do the work, right? And so it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So maybe shifting back towards you from, from work-wise, um, do you have uh, 
tools or, or a routine in, in your life that, that you find is important to you, uh, you know, whether that's you do something in the morning or you do something each day or maybe not? So. Um, well, I do have a couple things that I do every day. Um, of course, in the morning, it's always just thanking God, just being grace- gracious. Mm. Um, and then, of course, uh, something about me is always just, you know, um, just being thankful for the little things. I think that's important for all of us to understand mm-hmm. um, because a lot of the time we are just in a groove. Like we're either just working, you know, long hours or, you know, whatever it is that you are doing all day. But, you know, we're not taking that time to really appreciate those small things. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's that's about it. I, yeah. I love keeping myself busy. And any time that I am not busy, I'm <laughs> likely doing an activity with my kiddos. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, um, but I think something that has really helped me. Um, I'm just super busy all the time, and I I find myself um, to get these habits that I share with folks all the time. And it's just like you know, of course, the checklist, a typical checklist, right? That we all have. But when you see that list that got a little bit too full, any new thing that is coming into your checklist, just don't even write it down. Just do it. Just do it at that spot. Um, I find myself like just continuing to go back to that and just building onto that as like being a part of my new habits mm. um, that you don't want to just continue to do checklists for yourself. Um, it's like, you know, you're you're doing something that you want to do in the future, but why not right now? And so I think it's something that people have to break out of because at some point, it, once you start, you know, looking into that, you're like, okay, yes, I'm doing this for my future self um, and also for my, my present self, but let's just do it right now. Like, just, just get go. it over with. So Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a similar habit I, I, when I'm in meetings or whatever. It, I, it, can this be done in a minute or less? I can do it right now while we're in the middle of this meeting, right? And so uh, because – my list is long like yours and Alyssa's and others. And so that's just one less thing I got to hold in my head or, or whatever. So yeah, it is a good habit. Uh, as long as you're not disrespecting the people you're with to, <laughs> to accomplish that. Yeah. Right. Cause and often so, when that list is that has gotten that long and you're comfortable with that list. And so if something else gets on in there, you're just going to stay there. So yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we no, can relate. Good. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, I, I would just want to point out a couple things to you. One is that you, you use the word like, of course, uh, a couple of times and I'm, I'm just telling you that that some of the characteristics that you have and some of the passions you have aren't normal. They're not average, right? And so I'm an odd guy. <laughs> what's that? I'm an odd guy. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like you you assume, right, that that these things are happening in everybody else, but they're actually not. So I, I want you to recognize that God's given you a, a gift that's in these areas. There's maybe a head of a chunk of the people you're working with, right? And so, uh, you, you know, and then you you alluded to uh, gratitude, or you know, it may be a different word for that, but there's there's really three things that everybody needs to continue to be successful in its hope, purpose, and gratitude. If you have gratitude and if you have purpose and hope, then we overcome those hurdles from educational barriers, from, you know, being papered, not papered, you know, uh, to dang, college is expensive or 
so and so broke up with me. I'm not, you know, I, mm-hmm. I I'm going to move forward, right? And so, purpose allows us to get over those hurdles. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, so I, I, you can't help for those of you who are listening. I hope you're picking up on how much of a ray of sunshine uh, Leslie is, and, and how optimistic and and full of gratitude that she is in in all the areas she's doing. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Spread the positivity. There you go. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about uh, music? Is uh, Do you play any instruments? Do you like listening to music? If so, what genres or, yeah? Um, not a lot of music lately. A lot of, okay. like, country music. <laughs> okay. Um, but honestly, it's not something that I, like, keep a playlist or anything like that. So, yeah. Sure. I might exclude myself from that. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming up on, I always tell people, summer is when, like, people that I know that never listen to country music listen to country music. Something about the summer is very country. And so it's the right time to start listening, right? Because the weather just clearing up, kind of. Um, yeah. Yeah. And here's a little tidbit I, I picked up uh, from Justin Green uh, out at Salem Heights. Um People make, I'm going to butcher the percentage, but like 20% of the mistakes they're going to make in a year in decision-making happens in the spring. It has something to do with coming out of and you're like, you're going to do, 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 right? And like, ooh, actually those two of those five shouldn't have been done, right? <laughs> so here's my little shout out to my, uh, me being a constant learner. Like think through those decisions you're going to make in the next couple months because some of those decisions have pretty significant uh, uh what we say consequences yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so there you go a little tidbit um what was uh what would you say something the biggest surprise of what you're doing like maybe compared to the way you perceived it would be compared to how it is Does that make sense um so maybe for this part i'll talk a little bit about what i do with SIBO with the neighborhood family councils i think um you know something that comes to mind is just how you know, and maybe I'll go a little off topic, but um, I think it's, I've seen a lot of like, you know, families that have just come forward to do th- make a big difference in their community. Um, I don't think it was something that I imagined would happen right away. Um, you know, of course, you know, getting that across families has always been hard to reach reach out to them, to get them out of their houses, out of their apartments, to really come over and, and listen up. Um, but I think, yeah, I honestly think it's it's that. It's honestly more of a positive thing. Sure. <laughs> I am super amazed by how just the community has came together. And I think we're going to see that coming in the next years. Yeah. Yeah, I sure hope so. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, if you look around, there is a lot of people willing, ready, and able to, to help do a ton of different things for sure. But, um, yeah. Um, what would you say is a moment when you saw yourself as a leader for the first time? Um, I still don't consider myself a leader. That's yeah. I consider myself really to be just an advocate for parents. Um, and I continue to see myself that way. I don't think I ever will see myself as a leader, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's surely yeah. accidental that she ends up on these teams and boards and yeah. <laughs> and in influential yeah. areas and putting on phenomenal huge events. Right? It's all just happenstance yeah 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 yeah. so yeah so i will keep my humble stand i am an advocate for families (laughs) oh that's good that's good um if if you were to be looking five or ten years ahead what does that look like to you yeah um i think for me personally i find myself just having a hard time imagining that um but i think it you know i think we all 
have that issue of like, you know, how we have a hard time picturing ourselves in the future. Um, but something that I do want to accomplish is just doing something very um, intentional. Um, and whether that is, you know, maybe I'll be in a completely different spot later on, or maybe I'll still be, you know, um, you know, continuing to communicate with families about kinder readiness. But I think just wherever God takes me, I am just going to be so happy. Mm. Um, but I think I have a hard time picturing myself in the future, and I think we all do. <laughs> mm. um, that's why we don't save maybe as much money as we'd like or whatever it is. <laughs> there we go. Well, when you got two twins running around, it makes yeah, it a little yeah. tougher to save money. No. <laughs> of course. So, yeah, I, of course, I just want to see my kiddos grow up, and I want them to um, have the opportunity to just, you know, have opportunities. <laughs> have the opportunity right. to have opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, we're coming into summer. What's a couple of the biggest projects you have coming? Okay, well, for summer, um, definitely with the with Seabell, we have the Fun Fridays. Mm -hmm. Of course, we want to revisit that. And I think we are going to see a shift this this time around where you're going to get to see a lot of, um, you know, just our community um, our community leaders, our neighborhood family councils, um, you know, really taking a lead now. Yeah. And I'm super excited to see that. I am just, yeah, I'm just super excited to see that. Um, also, I think... Um, you know, I find myself like, you know, com continuing to just connect with families. And so I always want to be floating. <laughs> I want to be floating. I want to be um, connecting with families rather than, you know, just doing something that is, you know, just sitting down or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, something about me, I'm just excited to get back into that, to get back into really connecting with families. Mm. Um, yeah. Nice. Well, um, thank you so much, Leslie, for joining us. It looks like we're running out of time. It's always It always feels like this, right, when we're getting to the yep. end of time flew by. Um, but I want to thank you for, for joining us and being with us and talking. I want to thank our listeners for listening and tuning in. Um, if you want to listen to our radio show and podcast, it airs live on KSLM every Saturday at 11 a.m., as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Leading Well by Valor Mentoring.